Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here with my co-host, Nick Vale. Nick, good to see you. My pleasure. All right. Actually, you're my special guest, but you know, Doesn't you're matter. like your um, honorary co-host. Absolutely. Because <clears throat> I mean, like we've gotten this started. We, you know, where, where are we? <laughs> we've been doing this for a while. We're leading the world to a categorically new, evolved, intelligent, necessary consciousness. All right, uh, this is show number 179. It, um, it's called Free Will, Causes, and Reasons. We're basically going to go through what causality is about and what, you know, how reasons are a part of our decision-making. Okay, so like before we do that, Nick, let's you know, get us started with um, defining what people generally mean when we say free will. Free will means when people say it that they could have done otherwise. Okay. That's so, a short and sweet way of saying it. So, yeah, and that's really, you know, some philosophers, they, they're trying to salvage this notion of free will. So they say to themselves, well, you know, like, I chose, you know, cereal for breakfast, but I could have eaten an apple, right? I could have chosen otherwise. And they, they think that gives them a free will. Explain to our audience why that's like a totally bogus. I don't understand how these academics... In order to make a different choice, you would have to have a different personal history, different genetics, and uh, different being raised differently. Exactly. Have different preferences. And it'd be a different universe. Exactly. Causality. Right. And actually with that, you know, so like basically just one more definition of free will. Free will, would, we would have a free will if we could choose what we choose, if we could act the way we act in a way that it was completely independent of factors that are not in our control, like our genetics, like our upbringing, like causality, like reasons. All right, so let, let's, let's start out. So like, I think people really need to understand what causality is. You, you, you would think they understand it already, but apparently they don't. Well, I know on the street we got into a little bit of a, not an argument, but I like to use the word reasonality or causality, which is you didn't self-cause yourself. Your parents had sex. We came into this world basically into the middle of a story, we have our genetics and conditioning, and we have a history of reasons or causes of why we do what we do, and most of it's in the unconscious, which also refutes free will. We are not the first cause, okay, because our parents had sex, and we are part of a causal or reason chain. All right, I get you, I get you, but... Reasons for... are used more of like a psychological justification rationale of why you do things, and cause implies like more physical. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to like present, you know, much more on, on what we mean by reasons. But for, for the benefit of the audience, they need to really understand what this causality, what cause and effect is, and, and why it makes free will completely impossible. Cause and effect is simply one moment of the entire state of the universe causing the next moment of the entire, which we are in the universe. One domino, I like to say, is one moment in time, pushes into the next domino, another moment in time, so on and so forth, and you can regress it back to before, I guess, before the Big Bang. Okay, yeah, another way of saying this, and we got... But when I picture dominoes, that shows physical causation, but I like to say also reasons. You have a history of reasons why you do things. Exactly, so here's the thing. Usually so, you don't like it when I say it that way. No, no, we, no. Because then you said some people could say I do without any, I don't right. know what the reason I've is. thought about it yeah, more, about and that. you have a good point. Oh, you thank know, you. people think in terms of reasons, so, but we're going to present it both. So, like, so again, like with the causality, I want to make sure they really understand okay, let's go what causality then. is, and why All right, then I'll ask impossible. you, what does causality mean? Thank you. All right. <laughs> causality means, and this is like, you know, 
Laplace understood this. The people have understood this thing since Greek times. Uh, Leucippus, nothing happens without it being caused to happen. Things just don't happen. You know, something causes things to happen. Okay, and then it's like, so you have something happening, right? And then something causing it to happen, right? And then something causing whatever caused what happened to happen to happen, right? Because everything has a cause. And that's what we mean by this chain of cause and effect. You know, there's something that's caused and it's caused by something else. It's caused by something else. Actually, the cause of everything is your personal history of how your brain and brain chemistry and mind go towards pleasure and away from pain. That is really the cause. Now, you just mentioned Laplace, and who's, who's the other person you mentioned? Well, the Greeks. The Greeks got that. But there was a reason why you mentioned that. You didn't just say it for no reason. I've never heard of that guy. What did you say, Lupidicus? Lucippus. Right, so there's a reason or a cause why I've never heard that name before. It's because I wasn't born with the knowledge, and no one ever taught it to me. I wasn't raised with that knowledge, so I, I wasn't able to understand what you said. Exactly. All right. So, like, we're going to go back. So, reasons are causes. You yes. Reason is a good word. Let's 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 now apply. Let's um, relate this term reasons to causality. How about the word? He's never heard. How about the words justifications or rationales? Would that help you? Absolutely. Okay. Good. Absolutely. Because it implies more of a psychological so, cause. All right. So let's yeah. So all let's right. deal with the psychology. All right. Okay, good. We've just like dealt with the physics. The 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 lot. It's not just physics. It's logic. You know that everything has a cause. Now let's apply this to human behavior, human decision making, human actions. So we do something. We choose cereal instead of an apple for for breakfast. Okay, that is going to, there's going to be a reason why we chose that. Maybe we had um, apples, you know, the last six days before, and so we were tired of apples. Maybe like we saw something on TV about apples that didn't look appetizing or something, right? But whatever, it doesn't matter what the reason is, there always has to be a reason. And you have to stress, you may not know what the reason is, it's in the subconscious, unconscious, etc., Right. Now, all right, so here's the so thing. So you don't have to know, but they're saying it's there. Yes. And, and some people might say, well, you know, sometimes I do something, like I could raise my hand like this for no reason at all. That's incoherent. Well, it's, what do you mean for no reason at all? There now, has to be a reason. Right. So in other words, like, like... They don't know what the reason is. Right. That's, that's answer number one. Okay. Answer number one, relative to this whole free will thing. The, the second answer is like, well, you know, if you're doing making a choice for no reason at all, you're not making with your free will. So or no words, cause at all. Right. Because then it's random. Right. So like, in other words, like if you're trying to say that sometimes I do things for no reason at all, that's not going to help defend free will. Because that's, the, you know, free will means that like you would be doing something for a reason because you wanted to, you know, for some kind of moral reason. So what you're trying to tell the audience is either determinism or indeterminism, neither proves free will. Exactly, exactly. And again, whether we, we refer to our actions as... Determinism and cause and effect, indeterminism, meaning without cause, okay. Oh, yeah. So whether we want to, like, see our choices, our actions as the result of reasons, psychologically, or as a result of causes, you know, in a more kind of, like, physical, logical sense, free will is completely Now, you're of impossible. the belief that reasons, even if they're psychological, still have a physical neurobasis synapse... In your brain, it's still physical, which cause and effect. But people have trouble understanding because they can't find it in the brain. Where's the reason? But I happen to believe, I want the audience to know, that it's still a physical cause and effect 
neurotransmitter synapse thing in your brain that everything is a physical state, in my opinion. Excellent. So what point. if I told you, well, what about, you know, like Juan used to say, an immaterial, numinous soul is, is just not, it's not physical. Well, all right. Some people so it's not say, causality. Right. Some people say, well, there's a reason, but it's not a physical that, reason. Address Here's that. the thing. If you have a reason for something that happens and it's causing a decision, that decision is taking place in a precise moment in time. In other words, like, let's say I made a, a, a decision right now at 2.14 um, p.m. Okay. Well, actually, your soul was making, the immaterial soul was right. making a decision. But the idea is like, when a decision happens, because a decision must happen at a precise moment in time, and the, the second part of this is like time is not separable from space. You know, you can't have time without space. You can't have space without time, you know, as Einstein showed. So, as you know, because a decision must take place. Be what? Because that's because. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Because, because a decision must take place at a precise moment in time, then that decision must be within our physical universe. Otherwise, you'd, have, you'd be you know, making a decision that's completely outside of the universe. And so, like, it's, so that, that, and if it's in the universe, it's governed by the physical laws of nature. So you don't see the immaterial soul, non-physical causation as a, an out for free will? No, and there's even a second answer to this. Let's say... For the sake of argument, let's say some things are not material at all. I don't know what you're, you know, call them spiritual, numinous, whatever you want. There still has to be causes. You know, even like, you know, a spiritual decision, there'd have to be a reason for the spiritual decision. There'd have to be a spiritual cause. And, and you can't say, you can't say that the spiritual or the numinous or the immaterial doesn't have causality because that makes no sense. You know, they're saying it's non-physical causation, though. Right, but even so, like non-physical, they don't understand. You know, a lot of these guys don't understand this. Whether whether causality is seen from a physical standpoint or from a logical standpoint, you know, it would apply to spirituality. In other words, like a spiritual decision, you know, is caused, and that it's the same causality that we're referring to when we're referring to the physical. And even if there's a non-physical spirit or soul within us, we are not in conscious control of it. Exactly. And secondly, we didn't choose which soul to have. So if I have an evil soul, it's not my fault, or screwed up soul or whatever, uh, non-material, immaterial. And the other thing, like you said, an immaterial soul is going to still make a decision in a moment in time. Time is a measurement of something. Measurements have to be detectable. Detectable is physical. Exactly. Right? Because exactly. time is a detection thing for something going from here to there, as you say, through space and time. And therefore, it becomes one moment in time that the immaterial made a decision, which is now part of the physical universe because time has to be a measurement of something. And all measurements, as we know, are detectable. You can't oh. measure something. You can't detect it. Perfect. So, all right. We're going to like, you know, right. for the benefit of the audience. And we get that all the time that you go on and on and on with causality at your meetup and some smart aleck in the group has to say, well, I'm not, I'm not physical. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go through this whole thing again for the audience, right, for the benefit ahead. of the audience. Let's start again with causality. Okay. Causality, cause and effect, causation, however you want to refer to it, cause and effect 
it is the reason why free will is completely impossible. You know, completely. We could never have had it. We don't have it now. We can never have it. Because what happens is like, and we didn't explain it in enough detail perhaps um, the last time. We make a decision, right? It has a cause. A cause is always going to come before the decision. It can never, you can't have something in the future causing something in the present or in the past. A, some, a cause is always going to be happening in the past. So you make a decision and it has a cause that came before it. And again, everything has a cause. So you have a cause to that cause that came before it and a cause to that cause that came before it and a cause to that cause that came before it. And we have this chain of cause and effect regressing back cause by cause. And again, we don't have to know what these causes are. It doesn't matter. Just understanding that everything has to have a cause just leads to the, the unavoidable, unequivocal con um, conclusion that because of this chain of cause and effect, you know, what happened before we were born, before the planet was created, you know, is completely causing through this chain of cause and effect what we decide. And you do admit that most of the causes are in the subconscious or the unconscious. So 99% of what people, they don't even know what's causing them to do what they, they don't know. But I'm theorizing that we do know that you're always going to go as much as you can towards pleasure and away from pain, which is the, the cause. Let's, That's what you're trying to do. Well, just touch on the quantum indeterminacy argument, because I know some of the viewers are already yelling at the screen. Well, we don't live in a deterministic universe. It's been proven by quantum indeterminacy that, you know, everything isn't caused. All right, the first thing... Heisenberg uncertainty right, nonsense. The first thing, they're referring to the Copenhagen yeah, interpretation that. of quantum mechanics, which is wrong. Basically, they're saying, since you can't simultaneously measure the position and momentum of a particle and other conjugate variables, therefore, that behavior is uncaused. Completely unfounded conclusion, okay? But... Let's give them the benefit of that. Let's say, let's say things in the quantum world were happening uncaused. That, that could not in any way salvage free will because like if something is happening, if things happen that are uncaused and you apply that principle to our human decisions, that means that our human decisions are, are being uncaused or are happening uncaused. And anything that's happening uncaused cannot be caused by a free will. We can't be causing it in any way, so... So subatomic particles don't uh, help the argument. Is what subatomic exactly. particles don't have free will. Obviously, there, there's a reason why they jump all over the place. And I always say they're hidden variables not yet discovered. I mean, the Higgs boson was discovered a few years ago. The last quark was only 23 years ago. Everything hasn't been. So I'm theorizing, and so are you, that there's a deterministic answer underneath the quantum world. You know, Gerard T. Hooft, H-O-O-F-T-E, you ever hear of that guy? Yep, yep, he yep. won the uh, prize, Nobel Prize in Physics in 1999. He also agrees that there's uh, a deterministic world underneath the quantum. And we, you know, we haven't discovered it yet. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking also believe if, don't believe in free will. Just wanted to throw that Absolutely. in there. Absolutely. So we're not alone, not to mention Sam Harris. Anyway, so keep going. All right. So, all right. So causality. No, so like, in other words, like what we're saying is like, Causality is, is what makes free will impossible. But if you want to try to argue that not everything is caused, that's not going to be an argument for free will. Because again, what, so now let's, let's well, go. Well, the quantum argument is it's, it's caused, but yet it's not deterministic. All right, let's... It's let's, indeterministic. Let's, here's another confusion okay. in physics. Basically, a lot of physicists, a lot of 
philosophers confused the word determinism with causality. Now, determinism implies or requires causality, but causality does not require determinism. Determinism is basically the conclusion, the, the correlate, that since everything is caused, in principle, we should be able to completely predict the future. Okay, and, and in principle, we can. In principle, if we had all the knowledge of everything going on in every mm -hmm. area of the universe, we could predict every moment of the universe. All right, so like what happens, it, it, while in principle that's, that's possible, in fact, it's not possible, one, because we don't have all that information, and two, because this Heisenberg uncertainty principle and other uncertainty principles prohibit us from simultaneously measuring the position and momentum of a particle. And actually, there, that's been... That's being actually challenged now recently anyhow. But, but the idea is like what refutes free will isn't, has nothing to do with prediction. It's all about causality. It's all about the fact that our decisions are caused. So prediction is, is really inconsequential. You're confusing people. You're saying the universe is deterministic. Well, deterministic, again, if, if you Fully mean... Fully determined, hard yes, determinism. It is. It, it's deterministic in the technical sense that in principle... Because everything is caused, we can, if we had all the knowledge of, of all the variables right. present, predict any moment of the universe in the future and even like know every moment in the past because we can go back, back with it. So determinism is, you know, it's a different, it's another word for causality that also includes the, the correlate that because things are caused, we can predict, you know, completely. So let's just get this clear. A hurricane is deterministic, but it's not predictable because we don't know all the millions of variables that go into predicting. I mean, you know, they have all these models of which way it's going. Nobody's ever going to say a hurricane has free will. So exactly. You, so just because something's not predictable, it does, I don't even know why this comes up all the time. Of course, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't prove free will. I mean, human beings are unpredictable. That, like a hurricane, it doesn't give them free will. Exactly. All right. I want to go okay. back to the reasons thing because it's very important. But a lot of people do make that mistake. Well, it's not predictable, therefore it's not deterministic. I know, That's a total not. They, you don't know all the variables. Exactly. Hence the word hidden variables. They're hidden. Okay. All yeah. right. What, what's next? Okay. All right. Let's go to the, back to the reasons. So here's the thing. So like now, what is a reason? A reason is a, a particular kind of cause. You know, in other words, like when we're applying causality to human beings, we don't do things generally without a reason. Like you were saying before, we may not know what the reasons are. The reasons generally reside in our unconscious. But we're always going to be doing something for a reason. And again, if, 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 we, if we think we don't do something for, the, for a reason, and we think that by, by that we can defend free will, well, if we're not doing something for a reason, we're not freely willing it anyhow. What about the blanket idea that blankets everything, that the reason is to go towards pleasure and away from pain? I want to Does address that. Count? that. That's the perfect. Reason? Isn't oh, yeah. that always the reason? Yes. Un unconsciously and subconsciously, we don't know what will give us the most pleasure, but we're, something's trying. Let's go into that All in right. more detail. We are hardwired biologically. We don't choose this. Every human being is designed like this. It's not just humans. It's animals. You know, it's other organisms. We're designed by nature to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And even if we're running a marathon or working like, you know, really, really hard on something, you know, enduring some pain, the reason is, is still pleasure because basically we're predicting by, by undergoing a certain amount of pain, we're going to be feeling more overall pleasure than if we didn't do what we did that was painful. 
So, but like the basic, you know, again, this is very important. The reason, as Nick was saying, the reason for everything we do is that we're seeking pleasure. What about masochists and cutters and all these other Again, again, like for some perverse, you know, um, pathological reason, some people obtain pleasure by afflicting themselves in various ways. I think even the healthiest of, of us do this sometimes. And actually... The, the free will illusion is an example of this. Because most people believe in free will, they believe, oh my God, I've done, done something wrong. I have to punish myself because it would be immoral not to punish myself. So like, so in other words, like they have, they, their pleasure principle is leading them to gratify their sense of justice, you know, by punishing themselves so that they feel that they have a conscience and they're acting moral. But, but again, you know, it's, it, the, the, the main point is that pleasure, you know, seeking pleasure, avoiding pain is going to be the reason, the reason for everything we do. You know, again, it doesn't matter whether it causes pain in the interim or for a temporary amount of time. It's always like for the greatest overall pleasure, you know, that we predict will happen in the future. So someone who gets very depressed often, why would they be seeking pleasure why, how is getting depressed or anxious seeking pleasure and avoiding pain? All right, that's good. I mean, we can only guess because it's probably different for different people. But for some of us may, and again, this, you know, a lot of this stuff happens in the unconscious. So let's say like deep down, let's our parents or some people when we were growing up um, led us to believe we weren't good people. You know, like even though we were like somebody was telling us we're not, we're not good or something. All right, so like if we have this in the back of our mind and our unconscious – we might be saying to ourselves, oh my God, I can't feel good because somebody told me that I'm a bad person and it'd be wrong for bad people to feel good. So I'm going to punish myself by, by feeling depressed because I don't deserve to feel better. You know, again, it, it completely, it could be completely illogical, you know, completely based on somebody's erroneous, you know, um, evaluation of who we are, but it happens in the unconscious and provides kind of like a, a mistaken reasoning. You know, again, reasons don't always have to be accurate or correct. Okay, makes sense. So oh. everything happens for a history of reasons. You did this because this happened and that happened. It's part of a causal or reason reason chain. Uh, reasonality, if that's a word. Exactly. I, you know, so like Justification, get- rationale, history, based on one's personal history and genetics. Yes. Of the pleasure principle. So we all have a different view or version of how to being depressed might be a circuitous route to operantly and classically conditioning yourself to not and admonish and reprimand yourself to feel lousy so you don't make that mistake the next time. Exactly. It's an unconscious conditioning model. That's a great point. A lot of times Rewards and punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Actually, we forgot to tell the audience with four minutes of why is this show the most important show of all time? Uh, this we is, always start with this that. This show yeah. is the most important show of all time because getting this question of free will right is the most important question of all time. This isn't, this isn't up to me. You know, I'm going to go with the Searle quote. There's this guy, John Searle, <laughs> eminent American philosopher, ranked 14 among philosophers in this encyclopedia of philosophy in terms of how many times he's been cited by other philosophers. He was asked by this psychologist, Susan Blackmore, in 2005 for her book, Conversations on Consciousness, if the world were to acknowledge that free will is an illusion, what would that mean? And he would, he, what he said is that that would, I quote, 
be a bigger revolution in our thinking than Einstein or Copernicus or Galileo or Newton or Darwin. It would alter our whole conception of our relation with the universe, end quote. That is why this is the biggest show that has ever been you know, produced, the most important show. And that's why this topic that we're leading the world to understand is the most important topic, you know, perhaps if, 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 if this was show was like on how to like make everybody completely happy or completely good, if, if it was a show on like how to, let's say, live forever or, or contact aliens or whatever, maybe those things might be more important, right? But those things happen, haven't happened. So this is like, this is, this is, you know, unquestionably the most important show and the most to important topic in the history of humankind. Now, so explain, explain. So that was, I'm, I'm, I, I explained kind of like the historical revel, relevance. Explain this in details in terms of how getting this right can make the world so much better. Well, I like to think e even if it didn't make the world better, but it will, it's the truth. So I would think living in the truth would make a better world. You can't have 90 to 95 percent of the population walking around living in a deluded, eluded, uh, as an illusion uh, state where they're just... Uh, their, their consciousness, their fundamental consciousness is incorrect and they're going to actually have higher degrees of toxicity of, of severe blame, self-blame and other blame thinking that someone else could have done otherwise. And once you attribute you could have done otherwise, then you're saying, well, you could have risen above your genetics and conditioning and done the right thing by me and been a good person. Therefore, you're mean and evil and you have malicious intent towards me and I'm going to now get revenge and escalate and get retribution and destroy you. So it escalates into a circular hatred. The, the planet has tried George Free Will for 2,000 years. It's clearly not working, in case you haven't noticed. No, I hear you. And so I don't think us taking the No Free Will show to the CNN and getting it to the people, we're going to do any worse. I mean, they're beheading people on YouTube. That's, How that's could we do worse? Perfect example. It's time Rick. for a change. Perfect example of the harm of free will belief. If those terrorists who just killed those cartoonists didn't believe in free will, there's absolutely no way that they would have done what they did because it would not have made sense to blame, blame those people for that. In other words, like... We're suggesting there's more talking it out than violence. Absolutely. What are the causes? What's the reasons why you did that? Right. Absolutely. All right. We've got like less than a minute left, you know. Thanks for watching. Catch um, Nick's show, Nick and I, and, and our co-host Mike do a show every Wednesday on MNN Channel 56 Manhattan. Okay, and then live every other week. Live every other week. Okay, this we is have, the tape version. <laughs> yeah, we we have the meetup in, in New York, like the first Saturday in Manhattan, first Saturday every month. We're gonna we're gonna keep doing shows. Exploring the illusion of free will meetup, right? And, and That's what it's called. Talk about your your books. You, you, uh, Nick's I can't take credit for it. Ne neither can I, but we've written books about this, so we're leading the world to brand new My book's called The Bible, colon, No and Free Will. Tune in again, and we'll continue exploring this. Thanks for watching.